Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. How'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Facts. Welcome, everybody. Welcome into episode 28 of the Grease Pole Podcast. Coming at you live, as I love to do every Monday, a victory Monday. At that as well. Thank you for joining me. You can follow along on Instagram, as always, at Grease Paul Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars if you're on board. Give it one if you think it blows. Whatever you feel is better than no feedback. Appreciate you, as always. This is going to, I'm going to try and not be somber as hell uh, with this episode. It's weird. It, 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 a win is supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to, but... I don't know, man. There's there's an empty there's an empty hole in my soul that I'm gonna kind of peruse with you guys as we go along this. So forgive the therapy vibe. I I realize you guys aren't being paid for this shit, but nonetheless, that's where we're at. Um, I want to bring you in, Justin, and ask you before we get into the Gear Freaks episode that drops tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When whenever an employee uh, says something, because I we we Starbucks here happens every week. Because we're white guys, yeah, you know, so we're we're trying to be basic, man. The cold brews are for great. The record, it's there. It's a notch above this week for some reason. I can't put Dude, my finger on it. It's a notch above. They are so good right now. So it, good, hitting the spot. It it does. They slapped this week, and I I think I don't know. So this guy last week, uh, supposedly is an Eagles fan. The guy oh. Starbucks window guy. Okay, and and he f- tried to f- he fist bumped me. You know, in the middle of a pandemic, I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't have COVID. I would think, you know, he wouldn't. But anyway, I, I sure hope Starbucks is a let's test our employees. You would think, you would think. If not, we're fucked, pal. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, second week in a row, the guy like panders to me with Eagles talk. Oh, and that that's fine. But I'm also like, I'm very skeptical of like employee guy on the clock mm-hmm. that is like, hey, I'm a fan of your team. Like, I never believe them. And it's just very vague. I don't know if you're that way, man. Like, if you're, you know, if you're somewhere and you're rocking, like, your Mets jersey and somebody, yeah. you know, it, you know, wherever you're at goes, oh, hey, so, you know, how about DeGrom? Uh, yeah. So he, I can always tell immediately. Because if they come at me with, hey, how about DeGrom? I know that they're just pandering. <laughs> if I can look at them and see the misery in their eyes, <laughs> then I know it's real. And it's right. like, okay, let's commiserate together for a minute. Yeah. So yeah. It, it really depends on if it's real or not. General demeanor. Yeah. No, that's a good call, man. And this guy was very, it, again, foreshadowing. He was very happy. And it's never, like, bad to be happy uh, the day after we beat the Cowboys. But it was very bizarre. Like, I was making, you know, I would, yeah, man, you know, Carson looked like shit, you know. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have sweared at the Starbucks guy, but I did because i'm offensive and he like 
everything like his responses were just very generic and like i found myself questioning this guy as he's handing me first of all i had to ask him for straws almost drove off without the straws which would have been a bummer because they do not hit the same when you don't starbucks fucking give people straws you're a billion dollar company i mean you're not figure out a way to build it in you got this little lift thing like just figure it out these new yeah these new lids are the worst but they don't want to give you i guess they think they're saving the planet credit them for trying yeah but you know come on man like i've (laughs) I gave you ten bucks. I give you ten bucks several times a week. Like it is is a straw too much to ask for, man? Like Jesus Christ. So but yeah, man, it was just very generic. Like he didn't so and he's I, Eagles fan on paper. Like maybe he just looks at the box score and hey, it's a W, let's be right. Happy. Yay. And I, I like I but I also had the awareness level of like I don't want to cross examine this guy, Jack Bauer style, too much because he's wearing a headset and he has a job to do. Yeah. So I'm like like I can't like I can't waterboard the motherfucker. You know what I mean? I mean you can. I could. What time do you get off? <laughs> you know? I'll be back. Yeah, you close at ten. Meet me outside, bitch. <laughs> But it was just very bizarre. Like, I, it's to the point, like, clearly Mondays are in the rotation for this guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I hope it's more laid back next week because I have some questions for this motherfucker. Like, I feel He's your like. your favorite player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's his jersey number? <laughs> right. Name me, name me quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, not, go back. Not just the starter. Yeah. Go back to the Rich Cotite era. Go back to the Ray Rhodes years. Like, do you know who Bobby Hoying is? <laughs> Can you, you know? give me the Detmers? <laughs> right. What number did they both wear? <laughs> That were on the team at the same time. Oh, God. You know? Like, I feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like the guy, but like, dude behind me or gal, I don't know, could have been wearing like a, a carry on Johnson jersey and who would have been like, hey, go Lions. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like, ah, this feels forced. But so anyway, Gear Freaks tomorrow. We've got what for the people? So I hope I didn't release this out of order. Now that I'm looking at it, I, I don't know that I, we recorded in this order. So. <laughs> Uh, I put it up on on the uh, Oh Hi Justin Patreon, but uh, the Bob episode, Bob France, yeah, is, is releasing tomorrow, and I may have put them out of order. It's but, all right. Uh, we're going to talk about our love hate relationship with the New York Metropolitans, <laughs> and usually we talk like with Mike. We talked a lot about uniforms, yes, and gear, and you know how he became a fan and yep. stuff, and we get into that with Bob, yeah. But what we really touch on a lot with Bob is what it's like to be a Mets fan. The life of a Metropolitans fan. And how miserable it can be. (laughs) (laughs) And just in case we haven't gotten enough of that from me on the program. (laughs) We doubled down. We doubled down. Two of us do it. Yeah. Well, it was an interesting. A lot of Mets run early on in the pod here today. But and it's funny, man, because like the first we've talked about it several times. There is so many avenues to explore mm-hmm. on the Gear Freaks pod, and the two first teams that we peruse are the Islanders and the Mets, <laughs> which is depressing in a way. I'm yeah. like, fuck, man. But no, it was it was it's great, man. It's a great listen. It was fun to go back and hear you and Bob chop it up about the Mets and just just all the names over the years that you kind of forget. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, like when Robbie Alomar came over. <laughs> when he first came over, yeah. he was great. Or I don't know if it came up in conversation, but uh, Carlos Baerga is the name. Baerga, dude. Got yeah. Him way after his his good years. Right, right. You guys got late. Right from the Indians. Yep. And uh, like he was on the way down. We picked him up, and then uh, I think he went to the Diamondbacks after us. But sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah. 
Benny, Benny, Benny Ogbayani was a name that was a dropped. Lot of love. He gets a ton on the Gear Freaks pod. He is, he is. He's cold he hero one, status. He that one season where, like, that's all you need. And he though. didn't, he didn't even like. He was just there. Like he was a, right. a presence. Like, yeah, it's not like he was going yard every two right. days or nothing. Like he was just, he was just a dude on the lineup. <laughs> and I don't know why I've always clung to Benny Ogbayani because that year. because Ogbayani. It's a fun name to say. It rolls yes. off the tongue. It's a blast. Ray Ordonez was also mentioned. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Uh, he couldn't hit very well, but he had it. He was a fucking sick glove. Mm-hmm. Very very fun episode though. I know it was fun for you to talk Met stuff. Eventually, we'll get a Philly guy. <laughs> we will or one gal. of these days, or you know, gal. You know, maybe that's the problem. We're looking. We're all our friends are dudes. We're too sausage heavy. <laughs> if you're an e- if you're a female Eagles fan or Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, hit us up at the Gear Freaks Pod. Let's talk gear. Yeah, you know we can get you in the Discord. Well, you can hit us up on Gear Freaks Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And we will send you links to the Discord. Justin, what's the Discord link for the people if they're listening and they're curious, which they should be? So you can look at, oh, hi, Justin. I think you can search Discord servers. But if you can't, get that link from either the Gear Freaks Pod uh, Twitter or me at the Hulkster on Twitter. Boom. And I'll send it to you. No yep. problem. And it's it's going through a name change here soon. Okay. It won't be, oh, hi, Justin, anymore. There's... uh. <clears throat> Things happening. Things in the works. Things are in the works. Things or, are cooking. As Ric Flair once said, things are taking place. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Or you can hit me up at Gear, excuse me, at Gear Freaks Pod as well on IG, but at uh, Grease Pole Podcast as well. And I will get you the link to the Discord. Two, uh, two podcasts that both start with a G. Uh-huh. Fuck me up every week, dude. Yeah. I, I Which one do I plug where? I didn't think about that. When <laughs> I, I texted you when we were talking about this. What about Gear Freaks? You're like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Didn't even think about Grease Pole. Right. Two Alliteration G's. happening. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Just, just follow them both. So that way, whenever I stutter and stammer like an idiot, you're covered and you can just move on. Uh, oh, can I put this out here? Yes. Before we go? Do it. Renee Paquette. We, and I'm going to yeah. keep hammering on her on our show, too. Renee Paquette, come talk Vegas with us. Yes, the Vegas Knights. Vegas Knights, please. The Vegas Knights. We're not, no, no golden, just the Vegas Knights. Just the Vegas Knights. We also need, if anybody out there has uh, connections in uh, Canada, get a hold of somebody in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers front office, please. I've been harassing them on Twitter. I started started planting the seeds on IG, and I want to figure out why the hell, like we've said, why is there, why is gold prominent? Oh, I got news on on that name, too. Okay. I got new, I got an email, an interesting email today. Okay. I'll, I'll show you that before we start recording. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That'll I, be great. I've taken like 10 minutes of your show. No, it's all good. That's what we're here for. We got to cross promote, dude. We we do other stuff as well. So again, follow Instagram and Twitter at Gear Freaks Pod. Come talk gear with us. Good, bad, all the good stuff. Throwbacks, current, all of it. Plenty to talk about. Get with us. Subscribe, rate, and review to that as well on all podcast platforms. So... Uh, Dallas week happened and uh, prime time last night. And you find out, okay, coming into the game, two huge guys coming back, big names coming back to this offense. You get Jalen Rager back. He's healthy. Dallas Goddard's good to go. You thought Goddard was coming back after the bye that Richard Rodgers was going to get the start. No dice. Dallas Goddard comes in. Fuck yeah. Those are two big pieces for this offense. 
You get them both back, you're thinking, okay, let's go. I even put out at Grease Paul Podcast on Instagram late Saturday night as I was setting my fantasy lineup. There may have been a, there may have been a, <laughs> some late night, late night shots involved after the Penn State loss to Ohio State on Saturday night because your boy was in his feelers after that. Uh, set my lineups. Yo, plug Carson Wentz in your lineup. This is I, I don't do a whole lot of fantasy football at Gear Freaks Pod or at Gear Freaks Pod as well, but also at Grease Pole Podcast. Then not a lot of fantasy talk there either on both platforms. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But I put out, hey, look, roll Carson Wentz. My man's about to go off. Roll the franchise and 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 you're good. Especially with those two guys coming back, right? So you have early on things are looking okay. You know, Wentz makes a hell of a throw to Travis Fulgham, set up a nice touchdown pass to Jalen Rager, first of his career. Okay, okay, we're getting it going. And remember, Dallas has an ass defense, just atrocious. Worst in the league against the run. They've been struggling to defend the pass as well. This is a defense that allowed the Saquon Barkley-less New York Giants to drop 30-plus on them. There is no reason why Carson, with weapons coming back, shouldn't come out. And I think the 40-plus the point thing was a little a little over the top, but I was thinking at least, I'm like, okay, if, they, if the Giants drop 34, 38, or whatever it was on them, we should be able to at least break 30, at least. So you figure Carson get about three touchdowns or so, so on and so forth. So, early on, pass to Fulgham, Jalen Rager gets in the end zone, first of his career, hell yeah. You got Boston Scott rolling, you know, just, you blink you blink your eyes, and Boston Scott has 45 yards on the ground after the first or second drive. I mean, we're running the ball down their fucking throat. It's awesome. It is great to see. And then the regression happens. Then the wheels start to fall off as they do. You can set, it, it's, it's like watching... It's what the Eagles are, much as I love them, it's like watching an episode of Bar Rescue, show that I also love. Free pub uh, for John Taffer, cross-contamination. But you know how every episode of Bar Rescue, you kind of have the same, it's the same premise, right? You have, we go in here, these guys are bums, their kitchen's a mess, the bartender's drunk, I'm going to go in here and scream at them, have a come-to-Jesus meeting, you suck, you're a failure, look in the mirror, tell yourself you're a failure. Now my Christ-like experts are going to come in here and train you how to make pretentious cocktails, and I'm going to put money in your pockets, and you're going to pay off this hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt. Here's a shitty name in a bar that looks exactly like all the other ones I've done. Here you go, mazel tov. That is an Eagles game. You know, like, okay, we start. There's a score early. Shit's about to get weird. Carson starts doing Carson things, holding on to the ball too long. We go into the second half. Greg Zerline makes his, just a weird field goal that he intentionally kicked wide. The wind carried it back in because fucking hell. So you go into the half with the birds down. And you've got 7,500 people capacity max capacity at the link currently and it sounded like i don't want to say seventy five thousand, but it sounded louder than 7500 people booing should have sounded it sounded really fucking loud for that little bit of people all things considered 
So Doug Peterson comes out at halftime, and he says, Carson needs to be Carson and settle in. And, you know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to my deal on Carson here in a little bit. But as he says this, my thought process is, okay, like if, if, if I'm Doug Peterson, you, gotta, you have to run the ball. Help, help him out. Help Carson Wentz out. Don't make him feel like he has to hit a home run every play. Because you're running the ball, you're getting eight, nine yards a clip, and you refuse to stick with it. There are so many benefits of running the football. I get we're 2020 and everybody has ADD and you've got Tom Brady and Drew Brees just, you know, with these records now and they're literally going to exchange the touchdown, all-time touchdown record mark week to week now. That's where we're at. But if you don't understand that running the football, A, is somebody that played on the offensive line for years, you would prefer to run the football other than uh, have a pass play called. Pass play, you got to stay at home. Running the ball, you get to fire off the ball and fucking hit somebody. That's what you're there for. This is football. It gets your offensive line moving. It body blows to the defense. It chips away at them. You control the fucking clock. You give your defense a rest. There are so many benefits to running the ball, especially when the team you're playing is the worst run defense in the league and cannot stop you. But I guess Carson has to be Carson again. My thought process is, man, fucking help the guy out a little bit. Help him out. So <clears throat> the final of this game ends up being 23-9. to The birds get the win. And, you know, this win does not happen without the defensive line. Just terrorizing Ben DiNucci all night, the third-string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, a guy from uh, JMU. And, again, I will say this. The defensive line this year has kept this team in so many games. You know, that defensive front between Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, uh, you can rotate guys like Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett in, Javon Hargrave, Malik Jackson, when he's healthy, that defensive line is a problem. And this game last night was won because of them. Again, third-string quarterback, if you're Dallas, certainly helps. If you're, excuse me, if you're the Eagles, third-string quarterback for Dallas, certainly helps because you can rattle the fuck out of this guy, and they did. I don't know what the hell that sidearm thing Danucci was doing, but it was, like he was trying to be Patrick Mahomes. It was failing miserably. So, again, second half, just kind of the wheels. You start to see it's 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 bar rescue. It's you know what's coming. The wheels start to fall off, and, you know, it, it is what it is. The defensive line saves the day. Name a more iconic duo than Brandon Graham and Strip Sacks. I'll wait because that is all this guy does. He's, I believe, third in the NFL in sacks. He's having the best year of his career as an eagle, which is saying something. Again, you can say what you want about him early on in his career, but what that guy has done, you know, this side of the Super Bowl, and even going back before that, Brandon Graham is unreal. He has the heartbeat of his defense. He sets the tone constantly. He makes a he makes a living in the other team's backfield. You know, the strip sacks are so huge, obviously. And 
he just he makes a habit of getting back there and terrorizing opposing quarterbacks. He can strip the ball from you, which gives you an opportunity of possession. So now not only do you hit the quarterback and you get your hands on him, but you can demoralize him by taking the ball away as well. You know, Fletcher Cox, with him reading, the way he read that reverse was brilliant. Keep in mind that that was – I don't know the – I can't remember the guy for the Cowboys real quick who came around on the reverse, but I, I'm sure his 40 time was quite a bit quicker than Fletcher Cox's. Fletcher Cox is a big boy. The way he read that reverse – for a guy his size and the way he was able to corral that dude for Dallas and bring him down was fucking brilliant. 50 career sacks now for Fletcher Cox as of last night. Just a great career for him. Perennial all-pro contender. Future Hall of Famer in Fletcher Cox and a contender to have his number 91 hanging in the rafters one day. So I wanted to get everybody's comments on Instagram before I really delve into uh my thoughts on my guy Carson last night. So on Instagram at grease pole podcast, got a couple I wanted to read. Uh, my guy, James Clark co-host of in the piss days, got to get him on one day to chop it up about this rivalry. Uh, he says, Danucci outplayed Wentz and could have won the game. If we had more than one good O lineman hashtag, tell me I'm wrong. Hashtag. I hate it here. Hashtag fire Jerry. And uh, look, I don't know that Danucci outplayed Wentz necessarily. I think he probably looked better, all things considered. Um, you know, the expectations are not the same, though, for Carson Wentz, obviously, as they are for a third-string guy to JMU that you take in the seventh round and you never really expect to see the field. I think that, you know, if if Andy Dalton's back there, I, th- I mean, the defensive line with, with Dallas also having O-line issues, that defensive front of us is the one of, of the birds is the one thing that really, like injuries has like pillaged the wide receiver room, like Jody Foster and the accused year after year for this team. But the defensive line has stayed largely immune from whatever the hell bad karma is hovering around this team. And so I think that regardless of who you put back there, unless it's Dak Prescott, I think Dak makes enough plays definitely probably to come up with Dak play would outplay Carson. Fuck yeah. Andy Dalton, eh, behind that O-line, I don't know that he makes enough plays to win the game the way the D-line was on fire going downhill last night. But, you know, don't entirely disagree. Matt Walker says it was super ugly, went through too many toss-ups. It reminded me of Eli. Give the ball to Boston Scott a little more. They literally mentioned that on fourth down, Philly is almost – 100% Carson carries. Then on fourth and one, they try to pass. Come on, Boston Scott is too fast to be trying that kind of stuff. I, I'll say this, it, it just just as I've said before, and it's one of the things, if, if there was a camera or a, 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 a big brother mic bugged in the house, that's something I constantly harp on is just Doug Peterson's refusal to run the ball. He just refuses. I, I'm convinced it's because he was a career backup quarterback and a journeyman. So he's trying to overcompensate. And one of these days, Carson Wentz is going to have to have fucking Tommy John because of it. I mean, it when you have guys like Miles Sanders, and I'm not big Boston Scott guy, but when he's busting off seven, eight, nine-yard runs left and right, you know, when you've got 45 yards and five carries, why are you, why are you so quick to go, okay, let's drop back and pass again? And the, the third and one, the fourth and ones, the QB sneaks, you know, they work. They do. I'm convinced, again, going back to what I was saying about the offensive line, I'm just convinced that 
You know, and the way you block for a QB sneak is different than you would block for, you know, a, a, a typical running play. You know what I mean? But I'm convinced that offensive line is just so damn happy that they get to fire off the ball and hit somebody rather than stay at home and pass block that that coupled with Carson Wentz's size is why these QB sneaks always work. Now, that being said, it it's it's – it's insanely, it's incredibly predictable at this point. It is. It's as predictable as when you put Jalen Hurts in and you have him run fucking RPO style bullshit. The Jalen Hurts thing again. Get that the hell out of here. We talked. We've talked about that ad nauseum. I'm not going to harp on that. But for the love of God, man. I mean, I. I'm not going to say the pick is worse than Danny Watkins. Okay. Maybe that's a conversation for the offseason another day. Jalen Hurts' career is still young. I don't want to lump him in with Fireman Dan yet, but fuck. Uh, Sarah comments. She's got the best Instagram name on Instagram, by the way. I'm not going to give it away because I don't have her permission, but it's awesome. Uh, she comments, Wentz need to get it. Wentz, excuse me, English. Wentz needs to get his motherfucking shit together to put it nicely. Completely agree. <laughs> Completely agree. And, I, you know... I, I, if you're listening to the pod, you know, I, I, I'm Captain Carson. I will vehemently defend 11, but he didn't make my job easy last night. He did not make my job easy last night. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to save all my comments on Carson for the end. I'm trying to my guy, J.R. Pena comments. And I counted them 39 trash can emojis, 39 <laughs> Like, I don't know, that couldn't have been counted because at that point it's like you got to go with 40, right? So it's just repeated, boom, 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 boom. You know, and he's not he's not entirely inaccurate. That's for damn sure. Uh, I will say this. It's never, when you beat Dallas, it is, it's never a bad thing, clearly, okay? Fucking John Madden, Captain Obvious level, Captain Obvious level shit. But from a... From the standpoint of I coming away from a game and just and again, I'm not moral victory guy, but coming away from a game and going just general gut feeling, I felt I, I don't want to use the word happier. You're never happy after a loss, but I, I more content, maybe less pissed off. I don't know. After the loss to like Pittsburgh and Baltimore, Super Bowl contenders. Than after last night's win against Dallas. And I think that's because a variety of factors. The, that was a couple weeks ago at this point, the Pittsburgh game, the Baltimore game. That was kind of the peak, the apex of the injury clusterfuck for this team, right? So you go into a game against, you know, an undefeated Pittsburgh team, which is still the only undefeated team left in football. You know, after playing Baltimore yesterday and then playing the Ravens and the reigning league MVP and Lamar Jackson. When you go into games against those two teams that you know what you're going up against and you know the injury situation being what it is with this Eagles team, you don't – you want to win, of course. You believe okay as a fan. But you got to be honest with yourself and go, man, the odds aren't in our favor. When you go into a game like Dallas, you always get up for Dallas week. Dallas Sunday always feels different than any other Sunday. Any Eagles fan will tell you that. If they don't, share a fandom, which is me, will get after them because they're full of shit. Dallas Sunday feels different. Always has, always will. 
And when you go into Dallas week, that Sunday, and their defense is in the in the in the predicament it is. It is so it is inept as hell. And you have Carson Wentz, and you have weapons coming back, and you have Jason Peters back for whatever that's worth. The expectation is okay. Hopefully, by the end of the game, hopefully this isn't going to be one of these deals where it's the roller coaster and my asshole has to be pucker tight until the clock hits double zero. That you can, okay, by about middle of the third quarter, you can kind of kick back, relax a little bit, you know, and 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 just watch Coast till the end of the game. And you've come down enough to the when the when the clock hits double zero, you can cut the TV off. You can go outside. You can smoke that last cigarette before bed, the victory smoke, the postcoital cigarette. Yay, we won! And you can lay your pillow, your head down on the pillow, and just drift off to sleep, knowing that you beat Dallas and get ready to start the work bullshit all again the next day. Not the case. That's not what we got going into this game. Okay. My thought process was I wanted not only to beat Dallas, and I don't think this is exclusive to last night's game. I think you always want the 44-6 to you know, game against the Cowboys. That's always what you want as an Eagles fan, right? But going into last night's game, I was like, okay, I want to throttle these fuckers because – Jalen Hurts is an albatross. Carson Wentz, kind of. There's still people out there that 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 don't get it with him, that don't buy it, and you want to see him come out and just light these motherfuckers up like the Fourth of July, put them to bed, R.I.P., and take first place, go into the bye on the highest of highs, and let it be, and put any put any doubt, put any put any of that shit to bed. It was of the utmost importance to me that that happened, and that is not what we got. That is not what we got. We got the complete opposite. Now, Wentz threw for two touchdowns, but he also threw for two picks. And, you know, I'll say this, man, as Captain Carson. I comp him. When I watch him play, there is so much Brett Favre in his game to me because you've got a guy in Carson Wentz that has all the talent in the world. All the talent in the world. His talent is indisputable. Sorry. Even after a game like last night. And I'm not even going to get into – I'm not going to get into the O-line shit. That's been – that's a dead horse that's been beaten to death. So, I, with that in mind, in the back of your subconscious, let's move it to the side now. And in and, and Carson Wentz, you have a guy – that does not have tremendous pocket awareness is not super accurate uh definitely not a strong point and refuse does not throw the ball away doesn't quit on a play which can be admirable but it can cost you at times as well and it it it, it it's a double-edged sword because on the flip side you have a guy who makes throws like he did a week and a half ago to five six boston scott over the shoulder of a defense back for the Giants that wins you the game. He will make plays once or twice a game that take your breath away. That make you go, Jesus Christ, what a play. No other quarterback in the league. Okay, maybe Pat Mahomes. 
But there's not many quarterbacks that can make plays like that, make throws like that. Then you have the dumb boneheaded plays where he's 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 backpedaling and he's running, he's rolling out, trying to extend the play because he's constantly trying to hit a home run with every play and make too much happen. He's playing hero ball, and there's really nothing in front of him. And Leighton Van Der Esch smacks him, and he fumbles the ball, and the Cowboys have the ball now deep in Eagles territory. I will always be willing to take the bad with the good when it comes to Carson Wentz. And I think you have to keep that in mind as you watch this team. I don't think it's as simple as looking at Carson Wentz and go, yeah, he's fucking trash. No, no. He's done enough in his five years in the league to prove that he is not trash, okay? But he is very much a bipolar experience. He will make you want to fucking pluck your eyes out with forks, and then the next minute he will make you go, that's my guy. But you can't have the second one. You can't You can't be on board with the second one it, while emphasizing the first one. If, if, if you are, if you've been in any long-term relationship or anything in your even friendships in general you know relationship or whatever over time there's ups there's downs blah 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 you know the highest of highs is going to be way better than the lowest of lows obviously again my question would be to any of the ones people who do you think is better who do you who do you suggest is available and obtainable that would be better than him now my guy did not do himself any favors last night, and I wanted him to light the world on fire last night as he's done before so that I could come here today and tell you, I fucking told you. I fucking told you. Look at what we've got with this guy. And he's given you enough moments like that throughout his five years. He's given you some this season, whether you believe it or not. He has. If you can take away whatever judgment you already have of him. But he did not do himself any favors last night. This had to be a game that was won comfortably. Now, if you take away the Rodney McLeod defensive touchdown, the final score of this game is not 23-9. to It's now a one-score game. Carson Wentz was responsible for two of the three touchdowns we got last night. So it looks a lot tighter. The end of that game is possibly a little bit different, maybe, potentially. I'm not here to do a whole lot of what if. But if that Rodney McLeod touchdown doesn't happen, maybe things do look different. Maybe they do. And you can't – it was one of those I went into going, man, not only can we not lose, but we have to win big. And the complete opposite happened. The complete opposite happened. It's not even Carson got sacked eight times like he did against Washington week one, and we can fall back on that. He looked terrible last night. He did not look good. He made one or two good throws, but that's that's not enough against a defense like that. This is now you've got the Giants come, by coming up this week, then the Giants. Then the schedule picks up a little bit. Schedule starts to pick up. You still have New Orleans, Seattle. Seattle's defense is terrible too, which still feels weird to say that Seahawks have a bad defense, but still. Look what what did Carson do last night against a poor defense in Dallas? You know, and division games are always a bit of a roll of the dice because 
you play a division game is different than any other game. It's not the same as, okay, we're playing the Jets who suck. Like, division games are always different. They always are. And I just think I wanted him so bad to come out and light the world on fire. And he let me down. He let me down. I walked away from that game last night. It's like it's like when your parents tell you, like, when you fuck up. Like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like, I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at all. We beat Dallas, okay? We're 3-4-1. and one. We beat the Cowboys, but I walked away disappointed. I wanted. I walked away wanting more from that game than what I got. And Carson, I love you, but you let me down. Now, I'm still going to plant my flag with you. I'm still going to ride with you. You're still my quarterback. You're going to be. But, God damn it, you got to be better than that. You got to be better than that against that team, against that defense on that stage in prime time. You have got to be better than you were last night. There is no two ways about it. Now the people that shit on them that I've gone after, the anti-Carson Wentz people, now they have just cause to go, what about your boy 11? Why not give Jalen Hurts a shot? I still don't think going that far is fucking egregious and insane. But I'm sure in comments section everywhere on Eagle social media, that's probably being said today. Why not start Jalen Hurts at this point? Maybe he can spark the offense. I hate that phrase. But that's probably a thing that is being said. My guy did himself zero favors. And I think that coming back from this bye, if you're Carson Wentz, you have to go, man, I've got a, got the Giants. You've got another bad defense again that we fucked around with, you know, 10 days ago or whatever it was. It, same outcome, same outcome. You need to come out here, or different outcome is needed. You need, you know, same wish, different outcome. It, it's got to be, it's got to be we take a flamethrower to them. Put, you you got you to gotta prove that you're able to do it consistently enough. He doesn't have anything left to prove to me, personally, in terms of the ride with him. I will take the bad with the good. But that performance last night was unacceptable. That was the worst performance of his career. Coming away from that game as I sat on my porch last night and had a cigarette, I thought this is the worst game of Carson Wentz's career save for the game in New Orleans in 2018. I don't even think it's close. Because even in, again, Brett Favre, even in the bad games that you did where he makes you want to bang your head against the wall, he will still make you go, holy shit, quite a few times a game. And there wasn't that last night. There wasn't. Last night's game against Dallas lacked that. And it sucked to see. Also, please stop putting the NFC East in prime time. For the love of God. Nobody wants to see this shit. <laughs> Look, I Thursday night, you know, 10 days ago against the Giants. Last night's whatever you want to call that, sloppy ass, whatever the fuck. If these weren't, like, if this wasn't my team, man, I'd have gone the fuck to bed. I had to work the next day, man. Like, if this is like the Lions and the Jets, I'm not sticking around for this shit. Stop putting the NFC East in prime time. A, they don't deserve it this year. You know, th- this game is not what the NFL believed it would be. I get that. But, like, are we too early for flex scheduling? Like, they couldn't have looked at this last week and gone, nah, no, fuck that. We're not putting that on national TV. You know? There is no way 
the NFCs needs any any under the lights games the rest of the year national TV, none whatsoever. This division should be, you know, <laughs> exempt from the playoffs. The fact that this this somebody in this more than likely the Eagles, more than likely I guess are the odds on favorite at this point. Which <laughs> fuck, but <laughs> there's gonna be a playoff game at the link. Or where, who the fuck ever decides, yeah, maybe we want it, I guess, by default. <laughs> Some, like, 10-6 and six team is going to have to travel to Philly or wherever to play a team that has a fucking tie or more significantly more losses than wins. We made fun of the Seattle Seahawks years ago, everybody, for making the playoffs at 7-9, and nine, winning a playoff game after that Marshawn Lynch beast mode classic vintage stiff arm to Tracy Porter. They beat the Saints in the wild card game, advanced to the divisional round against, I believe, Chicago, and are 8-9. and nine. They're in the second round of the playoffs, and they still aren't at 500. That looks like if an NFC East team got to 7-9, and nine, it would be a rager. There is absolutely no way. No fucking way. Five wins, six might get you this division. It's embarrassing. No more prime time for the NFCs. Please flex scheduling. Get that. I I I don't want to stay up anymore late to watch this team. I will if you make me, but I'm going to be like Alex Large in a Clockwork Orange. Please stop torturing people. Do not make them watch this shit. And give them NFC. There's still games that have to be played, but give them options. Okay, not not us because we're still going to watch the birds. Obviously, if you're an Eagles fan, that's what you do. But for the other people, give them help. Give them an option. You know, Jesus Christ. What say you about last night's performance, about Carson Wentz going into the bye? Let me hear all of it. At Grease Pole Podcast is where you can hit me up. I'm always up to your uh, feedback and opinions. You can also hit us up at Gear Freaks Pod. Since I didn't mess up this time, the G Podcast, you can hit us up there too. Give us a follow on IG. Subscribe, rate, and review to both. Um, yeah, bye week. So we all get to, uh, you know, I guess relax, maybe. You know, it's at least a, it's at least kind of a stress-free Sunday. Maybe we get to watch Pittsburgh. Hopefully, tee off on the Cowboys. I guess it's fun to watch them suffer. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I my guy left me wanting more yesterday, and I still twenty-four hours almost later. It's still there's still a hole in my gut. There's still a hole in my gut, and I don't like it. Put me back together, Carson. Make me whole again. Get out there tomorrow, people. Vote. It's election day. Vote. I'm not going to get on a pedestal and be Yankee Doodle fucking dandy, but please vote. If you haven't yet already, vote and do so safely. Above all, whatever whatever your choice is, go let it be heard. Please do so safely. That's all I ask. For the sake of you and for the sake of everybody else there. So, in the meantime, I will see you back here next week. Despite the bye week, the Grease Pole podcast continues. I will be back here next Monday, as always. I will see you then. Let's all piece our emotions back together as we get rested up for a bye week and come back, and hopefully we get Elite Carson two weeks from now against the Giants. I hope to God we're having that conversation. I will see you then. Enjoy the bye week. Vote tomorrow, kids. As always, go Birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Philly.